<laughs> How does it start? But but it was our wedding day. It was our wedding day. We were getting married and there wasn't a cloud in the sky. No clouds allowed in the sky. Bruno walks in with the mischievous grin. Thunder. You're telling this story, you're a mine. I'm sorry, maybe to go on. <laughs> second episode uh i'm maria schwarz i'm brooke reese (laughs) so uh today we are talking about the disney movie encanto um, Mm. which brooke talked a little bit about last week so i'm piggybacking off of her idea brooke what did you think of the movie (laughs) (laughs) um i watched it again for a second time last night Um, but (laughs) the first time that I watched it, um, I was like, you know, Mirabelle's gift is motherfucking patience because (laughs) if I, (laughs) well, let me preface this by saying that I'm an only child, so I (laughs) can't relate. Um, but I'm fairly sure that if everyone in my family had a gift, And I was left in the nursery. They build like an entire town. Like they're out there, they're moving churches, they're moving buildings, infrastructure. Like they're they're doing the works. And they're like, Mirabelle, you can just stay in the little nursery and cheer to the children. Yeah, (laughs) they're like built-in babysitter. Fuck you, Mirabelle. (laughs) Let me just say that if I was put in that position, absolute murder murder would happen the extra special gift bag that's something yeah the not special special Uh uh-huh yeah dead like I'd become an expert sharpshooter (laughs) like I would be I'd be taking them out one by one I do not have the personality for for that um more power to her I will say there's like a moment (laughs) in the movie where Bruno he's like they don't talk about it they don't talk about him but he's in the walls he's like going a little bit phantom the opera love him he's like my favorite character him and Antonio they're the only real ones in that family (laughs) Um, but he's like living in the walls um with his bubonic plague friends and he has like a little table with his like own little like place setting in like the little wood tragic literally my I was watching it with my roommate Megan and I was sobbing like I have never sobbed before it was like a very specific sob where I was like screeching wait was this on the rewatch or on the first this was first time I okay. thought it might happen on the rewatch. It did not. I am more mentally sound than I was a week ago. Believe or not, <laughs> I was prepared for what was about to happen. But literally the only other time that I have cried like that in my life was like a month ago when <laughs> I forgot my childhood doll. Her name, very clever. Her name is Big Dollio. Um, and <laughs> I forgot to bring big Dalio home for Christmas. And I always have, again, only child. She has her own stocking. It's Brooke, <laughs> it's Brooke big Dalio, mom, dad, and whatever pets we have. <laughs> this, I don't know if this is an only child thing, but I literally, I abandoned her. I left her in the fucking apartment. I didn't, I didn't even give her a thought in my mind until I was like three hours into the five hour journey 
and I like well my I was following my roommate in her car on the way home and I literally called her like to tell her I was like Megan I left Big Dalio and she was like who um I was like I left her (laughs) and she was like do you need to go back and I was like maybe like I might turn this car around I didn't but when I got home I told my mom that I left her and I that's that's when I sobbed I truly (laughs) did she still get presents or she did she gets chocolate she gets all the extra chocolate um that you know by proxy I get um but yeah so we you steal you steal a doll's chocolate First, I abandon her at home by herself for Christmas. And then, and then I, you starve her. I starve her and then I ate all of her presents. So I was feeling some guilt there. I think it was more. Too much. <laughs> I think there was like some other stressors happening around the time. But truly, it was like a screech slap. I'll see if I can get my roommate to send me the video. Because, of course, this was, she took a video of me crying during Encanto but yeah we fully it was a full stop this is not like I'm like tearing up a little bit you know at the beauty of it it was like we're pausing we're letting the neighbors know everything's okay (laughs) like we stopped fully for like it was like a 15 minute intermission but yeah the second that I saw that little placemat absolute you know ran and got big dalio apologized to her again <laughs> the guilt was coming out mm-hmm. but yeah the oh <laughs> the justice for bruno may i also point out someone at disney has a vendetta against someone named bruno because if you're on the tiktok there have been a couple of like very popular um like songs obviously tiktok's all about the sounds that you use but like from disney and the one like a month or so ago was from Luca and it was Silencio Bruno. So it was like silence Bruno. There's like Silencio Bruno, Silencio Bruno. Can you still hear it? Nope, just you. So it was like, shut the fuck up, Bruno. And then this one is we don't talk about Bruno, which no, but I my sister told me that the writers had come up with a list of of names and as soon as Lin-Manuel Miranda saw Bruno he was like that's the one and then he made the song in like a day I don't know I'm citing my sister who I don't know what her sources are but I trust her so I don't know whoever wrote that list though Bruno count your fucking days man Bruno was on there like seven times yeah it was like Bruno 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 Bruno, like George actually did it secret Santa style yeah out of a hat (laughs) but yeah I'm like they're first they're like shut up Bruno then they're like we don't talk about Bruno so I'm just excited to see what the next iteration in the next hit Disney film is about how we're not talking about Bruno or Bruno's not talking Either way, we've heard enough out of the guy. <laughs> so, yeah. But yeah, so the, my general thoughts were Bruno, tragic, tragic character. I cannot imagine how awful his family is. Everyone's blaming him. Like, he's a stand up guy. Um, Mirabelle, yeah, she's cool, whatever. But I want to hear, I want Bruno's story. Like, I want the trauma. Like, <laughs> I don't care really about anyone else. Him and Antonio, they're the best ones. But yeah, grandma, abuela. Mm. I know it's like about, it's like generational trauma or something is what people are saying. And I guess (laughs) but I don't know I feel like doesn't excuse some things that she did there we're all healing a little too quickly for me (laughs) in the ending well (laughs) what are we going to tell our therapist if one (laughs) hug is going to do it um so yeah those are my general thoughts on it It made me very angry Mm -hmm. and now on the second watch I'm a little less angry I'm a little more like knowing all the words to all the songs and like bopping around trying to find some more meaning in it but very emotionally charged on that first watch 
But what about you? You watched it for the first time just a couple of days ago, right? Yeah, I have a lot of feelings. Okay, talk about them. Well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for the space. I, I am a psychology degree <laughs> holder. Um, so on just like general behind the scenes kind of stuff, um, I did appreciate and like maybe maybe my Disney trivia isn't up to date, but this might be the first biracial characters that at least I've seen very prominent. Mm -hmm. which was exciting as your <laughs> mixed race girl <laughs> um so that was exciting because it was like I don't know it's it's a weird experience for no one in your family to be the exact same shade <laughs> and so it was nice to see like especially on like Peppa and um like Felix's side like how no one really looked the same mm -hmm. um, and so I appreciated that um the other thing um is that this really goes along with a theory that I have um Brooke have you ever seen the movie Short Term 12? <laughs> I have not <laughs> so that's my, <laughs> that's my favorite movie of all time um, it's by, by and directed by Destin Daniel Cretton and it's like this really small movie and it's like free everywhere mm -hmm. and all of them auditioned over Skype and they filmed it in like two weeks and every single main character in that movie has achieved like high levels of success. Mm -hmm. So main character, Brie Larson, Oscar. Other main character, Rami Malek, Oscar. <laughs> uh, Lakeith Stanfield was in like Atlanta. He was big and get out. Uh, mm -hmm. Caitlin Dever uh, was mm -hmm. just an unbelievable. Um, Stephanie Beatriz is in, in, in Kanto. Uh, the writer just directed and wrote Shang-Chi. Mm. So there's literally one main character left and he hasn't achieved much. Oh my I God. Think, I think that's a him thing. It has to be because all of the, the conditions are in place for him to succeed. Wait, so Mark Jr. He was in one episode of Modern Love. That's the only like recent thing I've really seen him in, but he has to blow up or else this entire theory is gone. Oh my gosh. You should make your Oscars predictions for like two years down the road right now. <laughs> and he's going to be it. He's going to win Best Actor, Best Cinematography. He's going to the whole thing. <laughs> it's been building up for several years exactly. now. Exactly. Um, but on the actual movie, so I think we talked about uh, last time that Abuela's a bitch, right? Ah, she's a fucking bitch. And like, I get kind of where she's coming from, that she's like, we have all these powers and the community is relying on them. But like, what do they really do? Like, okay, so Peppa, yeah, I guess she controls the weather, so that could help with like harvest Crops. or something. Yeah, yeah. but Dolores and yeah, like Dolores, she just hears like, it. Unless she's like a Paul Revere, <laughs> like <laughs> that seems more of like a personal aid kind of thing. And like, I'm Milo shape shifting. That seems like more of a personal thing. And like Isabella, like flowers like is that necessarily like how much is the community relying on her powers I think they're relying on Louisa and Julieta right that's yeah. only mm -hmm. like those are our two powerhouses here exactly. <laughs> the, the rest is like yeah even like fortune telling for Bruno I'm like I'm you can't really change it no, I'm like, I guess if he's like, your house is on fire, get the fuck out of there. But if like, he says your fish is going to die, what are you going to do? 
like you can't really rechart the course you can just make arrangements <laughs> make sure yeah. that fish has its stuff in line will everything like that but and i yeah. guess antonio it could be helpful if you like have like a doctor do little situation yeah like best vet in town right yeah <laughs> but your dog is sick let's bring it to this like 10 year old boy yeah and it's like what's wrong with the dog oh he just says that you're a bitch <laughs> he just really hates living with you that's a plot twist um a dog calling a person a bitch hey role okay. reversal right there uh-huh. um um but yeah, like the other ones, I'm like, Abuela, we got to calm down here. Cause like, and Abuela also does nothing. Like, why is she yeah. like, like Mirabelle, get out of the way? It's like, you also have no powers. The only power you have is holding a candle, you know? Like, really I, get off your high horse, <laughs> your high donkey. I, yeah, let me just say, I fucking bet that grandma has her own room I bet that she oh, has yeah, no, her she own does. Room. yeah and I bet that she's not living in the nursery even though I don't see any powers there grandma what was her her power is her husband sacrificing himself and <laughs> so I she didn't fully get that like what was he going to do that's what I said Maria watched it last night and I was like okay so his game plan is we're being attacked I'll stop them. Like he wasn't even gonna like, like He's unless, like, yeah, unless he knew this power of sacrifice and love was deep inside him the whole time, which I don't think he did. I think he got lucky. <laughs> unless he knew, he literally was just gonna be like, go, like I'll buy time, but he wouldn't even have bought time. Like he if it's a weapon, yeah. If this was like an actual movie, you'd be like grandpa dead <laughs> Abuela and the three kids also dead because she sat there and watched it happen like yeah, she didn't move she didn't move she wasn't even trying to get ahead like, also, like I saw a reddit theory that was like he has magic or something and so and that got passed down to Mirabelle or something um I don't know. I maybe that maybe he was magical and he was like, I'm gonna stop them with the magic and then he turned into a candle. I don't know. I don't know. But it's it's I don't really know what the plan was there. Also, they're running for their lives and he can't hold a fucking kid. Like no. she's holding all three. Yeah. <laughs> she held them for long enough. <laughs> approximately nine months probably a little less because they were triplets yeah. um but yeah I don't know there's some like iffy things happening there but like what do you think so I did a lot of googling about the theories so mm -hmm. what do you think the ending is supposed to mean like does Mirabal like have a true gift is her true gift like there are theories that like she um like either like her gift is family which like <laughs> whatever <laughs> but that like I guess I like the theory that like she's kind of the next like abuela like abuela doesn't have yeah abuela doesn't have a gift but she's like the matriarch and she holds the family together aka like fucking destroys it uh, <laughs> and yeah. it's a good and think Mirabelle does that better in like all the instances that she is helping like with Louisa, like talking about their powers and like Isabella's potential. Um, and so like, she just does that a lot better. I think she's yeah. just going to be the leader. And I think it's interesting. Like, I didn't really notice that the first time Abuela and Mirabelle are the only ones who seem to be able to talk to the house or they're yeah. the only ones who do and so I feel like that should have been a sign <laughs> for Abuela to wake up bitch um but yeah I don't know I think I think she's just gonna be the next Abuela I don't know is she the candle like do we have a candle 
I don't know. There's definitely like butterflies or whatever is the symbolic theme of that. And like, everyone's talking about the importance of like all of their costumes and they mean like all the different things. What I noticed in the second watch is that like, she made her own outfit. Like she made her own clothes. She like Mm -hmm. has like a little, um, what is it? A sewing machine yeah (laughs) wow the word I was looking for was very obvious yeah like she has like a little sewing machine and everything and she like is making her own like dress and everything um Mm -hmm. and I don't know if there's like a significance there with like the butterflies but yeah I don't know I still would have liked her to like without something like because okay so like the, the what the message is supposed to be like right like you're more than like what you can offer to people right like you're more than your like gifts and everything and like teamwork and family and community is what's important um but then they get their gifts back yeah (laughs) but then they get their gifts back (laughs) so I mean I think another side of it is like the realization that I guess like every blessing has its downsides because I think she always saw her family as like these special people who I'm not as special Mm -hmm. as and then she realizes all of the downsides to the gifts Mm -hmm, which I have another kind of issue about because like obviously first one we have is Louisa we've realized that her gift of strength is a burden because she has to, you know, do fucking everything in town because fucking Dolores is just like, <laughs> like I can hear stuff really well. She's like, oh my God, I can hear her working so hard over there. <laughs> Louisa, good job single-handedly building the community. Um, and then we know that Isabella is cursed with essentially being perfect all the time. Um, the war. I, I was like first of all I was like was that really hard on her like what she was like well, I, mean, maybe, I think she felt she like, like she had to adapt to what Abuela wanted and so she never got to explore the full extent of her gift like especially in what else can I do like it was clear that she had looked up and explored these other plants Mm-hmm. But because they weren't like the beautiful ones that yeah. were, she makes flowers and everyone's like my angel and she's like no please don't <laughs> like because it wasn't like that she never thought that she could make something like that um so I think she saw herself as limited um Dolores in any like scene where everyone's cheering or anything is happening she clutches her ears so I think her kind of curse is that she's overstimulated yeah um and then I think Camilo and Peppa their things is that their power makes it very easy to see what your inner feelings are like Mm -hmm. especially Peppa is encouraged to be happy all the time Mm -hmm. and not have a cloud and like in the end she kind of embraces her ability to like be happy and be reigning yeah Um, and then Camilo like whenever he's told anything his face and his shape-shifting gives away whatever he's thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, Antonio, I don't think we have enough information <laughs> for what's going on with him. Julieta, this is the one that I've been thinking a lot about. The only curse I can think of for this woman is she can't poison people. <laughs> That's true, yeah. She had great ambition. <laughs> Like, do we know that she actually loves her husband or has she been trying to knock him off for years, but every single time it just heals his bee stings? Yeah, true. She, she, she's actually a beekeeper. <laughs> she's really been trying to off him, but yeah, I guess on the second watch, I did notice that at first I was like, I guess I don't like that. Like, I guess their relationships get better with like Mirabelle going through like for her sisters especially like it doesn't seem like she has that much of a strained relationship with like her cousins or anything but Mm -hmm. with her sisters it definitely seems like they're 
Nautilus Ghost and she and like Isabella definitely have like a strained relationship. I don't know. And Louisa are pretty close. Yeah. Because in her song, like she spends the entire thing um, trying to protect Mirabelle. And then there's that moment when all the boulders are coming down and Mirabelle kind of tries to help, but there's like mm-hmm. nothing else she can do but watch her sister kind of suffer. And I think what was really interesting with um, Issa is that in her song, you know, the line of um, how far do these roots go down? I think that's like kind of captures the first time that siblings are talking about shared like family trauma where it's like (laughs) oh shit we're both fucked up maybe it's not us (laughs) you know um but I don't know yeah I kind of wish she got some kind of power man thank god they made her a little doorknob (laughs) Imagine if Antonio had opened and then we're just in this non-magical house. I know. Um, but yeah, I thought her parents' relationship was actually like good. And the second rewatch, I was like, oh, her parents actually like stuck up for her like repeatedly and were like, this might like this day may be hard. Like, know that we love you, you are important, blah, blah, blah. And yeah, Julieta. When the house is falling down, her parents are the only ones shouting, leave it. Like the house is falling down. Peppa's like, go get it, bitch. I mean, she doesn't (laughs) say anything, but she doesn't say not to. I know. That's when I'm like, okay, her parents are good. (sighs) And Bruno's good. But everyone else is like questionable. Luis is fine too. She doesn't. But I think... Isa is like kind of a jerk to her sister like mm-hmm. she constantly is telling her that she like messes stuff up and she literally does nothing so I don't mm-hmm. know I would have liked to see more exploration in that relationship but whatever but did we want to get to the one thing that we change here since I went first last time do you want to go first yes so <laughs> I say that we keep everything the same here Um, what I'm going to propose is small, but I think radical. And I think that the magic, (laughs) instead of a candle, it is a wax melter. Now Mm -hmm. hear me out. (laughs) I think this just offers a lot more stability. You know what I'm saying? A candle Mm -hmm. flickering flame, the house fire, like we're always worried about it going out candle. (laughs) I'm sorry. Candle unstable wax Mm -hmm. melter stable solid as fuck we plug that shit into casita (laughs) that baby's not going out ever (laughs) is it scented it's scented and that's the beauty of it maria i'm glad you brought that up so we can also throw in different scents in there you know how we're feeling the mood um you know <laughs> abuelo sacrifice is it like cinnamon scented today <laughs> is it is it vanilla cake tomorrow who knows the possibilities are endless but i think we changed that one little thing i think abuela she calms down a little bit we're not mm-hmm. as worried because we got it plugged in it's into like a power surge thing too attached to a generator you could do an essential oils kind of thing. And so yeah. maybe just some relaxation, some lavender. Lavender, calm right down. Eucalyptus when they're feeling a little stuffed up. It's well, magical. And we can finally use Issa's fucking power. Yeah. <laughs> she can just be making some essential oils there. It's just going to be. bath and body work. Yeah. And we, it's a franchise. Like, it's great. <laughs> own your old, own magical <laughs> wax melter. Yeah. You know, eventually they'll move to like the plug-in wall mm-hmm. sense too. Mm-hmm. And then everyone's little house. But yeah, I think Abuela comes down. No chance of a little flickering flame being blown out. Um, you know, no chance that like they're at a birthday party. Someone blows a little too hard near the candle. No, I see why Abuela was on edge the whole time. I too would be nervous if I had a candle 
just burning constantly in my house somewhere. I'm terrified of house fires, setting off a fire alarm. I get it. She's on edge. So we just stick that wax melter in there, Mm -hmm. a little wax on top, you know, offers a little lamp, a little light everything's okay it's plugged in to a surge outlet into a generator no chance of that shit going out what do you um, think casita would do as a fire alarm is it just like rolling around that little alarm clock <laughs> yeah what <laughs> um i don't know yeah i'd like to explore you know is casita like the the smart house of <laughs> of uh the disney world does she have um you know does she have evil motivation and desire in there I don't know but yeah that's my that's my proposition I think it would change a lot for the better definitely definitely (laughs) fire safety is important and I don't think they touch on that enough (laughs) in a children's you know we could have done a stop drop and roll Mm -hmm. kind of scenario but because they're like we got peppa she can just like rain (laughs) like we have our little sprinkler yeah and she even yeah mirabelle accidentally lights abuela's like little decoration thing that she made Mm -hmm. in front of the door on fire and that's because she never she wasn't taught growing up you don't you don't do those kind of things with a little wax melter on top of here (laughs) not all candles are made equal no but yeah, that's my that's my one change for this film. And it changes the course of history. But what about you, Mari? What's your proposition? So hi Brooke. Um so I think the beauty of this film is the diversity, right? You know, I'm really excited that we have such a diverse film and and we have you know, language, and it doesn't all need to be translated, like, you don't need to know everything, and I like that um, amount of culture, and not saying that everything has to be geared towards me, um, but, Brooke, I'm sure you can kind of relate. Um, I felt a little bit of a disconnect because I don't live in a house, And so um, statistics show that 20% of America lives in apartments. Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. to get that little like 20% over even more, I would turn the casita into an apartamento. And and I think that would be really fun because you just have one magical floor. And I think that adds a little more, you know, suspense into the thing like is Mirabelle gonna kill the magic is Abuela gonna kill the magic or is it the downstairs neighbor who's tired of hearing the fucking floorboards move like Mm. if I lived under that house you know how fast I would like lick my fingers and just ignite just destroy that fucking candle you know (laughs) how loud do you think that house is with the stairs constantly changing and the floorboards moving like see I'm a person that likes to guess what's going on with the upstairs neighbors (laughs) like I'm not gonna hear a noise and not like take a shot at what's happening up there Mm -hmm. um so yeah if I'm living under them I'm like like number one this is the most haunted building in America (laughs) (laughs) number two there's a serious like infestation what do we think it's the grandfather's ghost Oh, interesting. Like his spirit just went into the house. I mean, that yeah. would make sense, I guess. Yeah. Um, I don't really like that. Grandpa, <laughs> Grandpa has seen me naked in the bathroom. <laughs> like, where does the, where did Casita's powers stop? Is well, there it, seems like the, it seems like Casita's powers stopped in the individual rooms that's true but Mirabelle no fucking privacy so <laughs> grandpa's seeing all her bits and I don't like that <laughs> um, but which is like probably why it was fine because it was the nursery it was just like for little mm-hmm. kids but now poor Mirabelle she's been she's exposed a woman. she's a woman now <laughs> just 
probably the reason that she shouldn't be in the fucking nursery <laughs> but herself justice for me about but um yeah that's that's a great idea now Thank what you. does rent cost for apartmento <laughs> and oh. is there in-house washer dryer because I did not see <laughs> one I did not see a single one <laughs> in Miss Casita there so does that change well I'm wondering maybe the because you know the town you know we've kind of established that the powers don't do much for the community but maybe it's just the powers can house the community so maybe the entire fucking town just lives in there um and maybe because it's magical they don't have to pay rent but I don't know they probably get fucking Louisa to clean their clothes because what doesn't that bitch do I know she is doing literally everything I can hear it's on spin cycle (laughs) she's like it's almost done you might want to go check on it (laughs) yeah uh but I like it. Thank you. Thank you. And if it's an it's apartment, I don't think we can lose Bruno as easily. Oh, you'd be surprised. <laughs> the first year that I lived in this apartment, there was something living in our walls. I was just talking about this with my roommate the other day. I was to the point where I was like, I miss the thing living in our walls. <laughs> we haven't heard it for like several months to a year now um but I would hypothesize that it was something large so not mice but maybe like squirrels or like a skunk even can get up into those walls um but yeah we would just like (laughs) we would just be sitting there and we could hear it move and it would like it was like hitting the drywall and it was like all the sounds of like the drywall like crumbling And it would, you could hear it like go from like wall to wall in the apartment. Um, And at one point I thought it was a human. So it was either. I hate those stories of like someone being in the attic. Mm -hmm. Or have you seen that thing where it's like the medicine cabinet is actually like a door. door. Yeah. What movie is that? It's like. I think it was like an actual person where she was complaining that there was a person coming through her medicine cabinet and she wrote a bunch of like letters to the landlord and they're like this bitch is crazy and then I think she was murdered oh my god yeah I think they made a movie out of it I think it's a movie too I feel like it was in Chicago or something that's horrifying lesson learned don't have medications (laughs) (laughs) don't keep your toothbrush elsewhere or if you have a man in the wall have it be Bruno he's fun he has his own television his own entertainment he's nice to have around that's true although even if Bruno came out of my walls I'd still be I'd be asking some questions (laughs) I would be alarmed (laughs) you know once we got to know each other then I'd be Mm -hmm. like okay that's all right we all have bad families but (laughs) on initial (laughs) encounter I'd be terrified. Okay. I feel like that's that's healthy. It's fair. I, you know, this year I'm just really trying to work on setting boundaries. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm really proud of myself for saying that if someone came out of my walls, I'd ask a few <laughs> questions first. <laughs> and then I'd let them live. <laughs> New Year's resolution. <laughs> setting healthy boundaries including the people in my walls <laughs> uh but yeah should we talk about what else they've been watching or yeah you go first what have I been watching <laughs> <laughs> you brought it up I did <laughs> I thought you would go first <laughs> um while well, I watched Pondo last night <laughs> Um, oh, okay. I can Tell talk about, more. huh? Tell us more. What's yeah. So my first thoughts about <laughs> you're in a loop. <laughs> um, but I have been watching. I've been watching Criminal Minds for like a solid year now. I don't think I've ever stuck with something as much. Um, 
but I've gotten to the point where I don't think I had ever seen these episodes before. I had been watching it, you know, like years ago as it was coming out and everything and pretty much keeping up with it and then like fell off for a bit. So I've now reached the point where like, it's all totally new and I'm getting to the point. So Derek Morgan has left Shamar Moore. He like went to film like SWAT or whatever, like his own show. So he just left. And then Thomas Gibson, Hotch, who plays Hotch, he's being phased out. And you just said hot. (laughs) (laughs) He is hot, (laughs) but his name is Aaron Hotchner. Um, but he gets phased out and he's like the main, he's like the head of the BAU. Um, and he's like main character from the beginning and he gets phased out and like kind of has an abrupt end because Thomas Gibson, like apparently like kicked like a writer on the show or something, or like had a little tussle and it was like over a disagreement about like something in the script. And then like allegedly like kicked him in the trail like in the trailer or something as he was walking by I don't know but he was kicked off the show for that and I was like dang I follow him on Instagram (laughs) I follow him like I follow his um updates and like his children's updates I don't know but I like I feel like we need to reevaluate like what the situation was I need more information because mm-hmm. if it was just like a little kick, like a little, uh, like a little rocket moment, I feel like he should be allowed back. Like, I need more info. Was it assault or was it like a, hey, hey there, like, oops, you tripped. Um, like, was it like, was it physical comedy? I don't know. But he was such a good character. Like, I was so sad. Um, so he's being phased out, but there's a character, Luke Alves, who I'd never seen before. He's the new guy and he is very attractive. I'm like, oh, hell yeah. Um, so that's been fun. So, so that's Tony. a win. So that's a win. It's a win. As long as he keeps his legs down, it should be legs smooth firmly, sailing. <laughs> yeah, firmly on the ground, firmly planted. Um, the show, this show is like over. <laughs> they they stopped at season fifteen. I'm pretty sure. Um, but yeah, so been watching Criminal Minds. Been watching Lost, which I talked about. I think um, still going on the episodes there. Oh, what did I watch? So it was my my roommate is a triplet. <laughs> her sister Courtney, um, one of her siblings. Her sister Courtney lives like two two and a half hours away from us. And we went there this past weekend <clears throat> to celebrate their birthdays, which are today. Um, happy, happy birthday, birthday. <laughs> Megan Courtney Austin. Um, but we watched Pride and Prejudice, mm. which is amazing. Let me say the, so. The correct one, the Keira Knightley. Yes, of Sorry, course. Maggie. Sorry, Maggie. Maggie. We're not going to watch. Yeah, we're not going to watch a series. <laughs> we want, this is we about the one with the hand. You want the hand facts, which according to Twitter, allegedly was improvised. It was big news for the Pride That's and Prejudice. Language. I know. I just flexing hands. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so watch Pride and Prejudice. And I will say, so Courtney is in an actual house. She just hasn't bought a house, has an actual house. And her TV is about like, it is casita actually yes <laughs> that is what i wanted to get to um but no her tv is like 15 times the size of the tv that we have in our living room mm-hmm. and let me tell you kira knightley and mr darcy i can't remember the actor's name but he's in succession and everyone loves him there too um but Shout mr darcy out. and lizzie they're looking beautiful they're looking gorgeous <laughs> in the like huge screen what happened to your voice <laughs> they're looking gorgeous oh my god I can't even imagine <laughs> they're just so beautiful they um, shocked you into what New York <laughs> yeah it slapped me into a vaguely Bronx accent <laughs> I was overcome mm-hmm. um but yeah just so so beautiful and we watched what was it sinister um because Megan really likes scary movies so we watched that as well and I'm not a very good scary movie watcher (laughs) because 
um, Megan was like, she like just had like some realization or something. And so she like loudly gasped and she was like, <gasps> and I was like, the killer's in the house. <laughs> I was like, what? And so I was ready to fight. He was in the walls. He was in the walls. Bruno was coming oh, out. Oh, wait, wait, was... wait, this is at the casita. So you're safe there. Safe. <laughs> but something, I was like, danger is here. Cause like mm-hmm. Megan just talked and my phone was like on the blanket on the couch and I, <laughs> I dove underneath the covers and my phone became a projectile mm-hmm. and it literally hit Megan square in the like square in the forehead and she literally had marks like it started swelling I was worried about like a traumatic brain injury I was like I have killed her <laughs> um, but it started swelling and she literally got like bumps in the shape of my iPhone 13 camera. <laughs> I was like, can you sue Sinister for? Yes. And we are in the process. So I can't talk too much about it, but we do have the lawyers lined up and ready. Okay. Um, but yeah, that's what I've been watching. What about you, Mari? <laughs> um, so I'm still going strong with my Brendan Fraser watch list. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm kind of going back in time because I did the mummy and the mummy documentary. Oh, kind of boring as hell. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, But then HBO Max put on School Ties, which was 1992. So I went back and saw Baby Brendan Oh my God, that film. Have you seen School Ties? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a fantastic film. Uh, Brendan Fraser plays this Jewish kid from Scranton, Pennsylvania. Okay. Free, free office. Um, <laughs> free office. <laughs> very free. What, what puts Scranton on the map? <laughs> <laughs> um, and basically he goes to this new school I want to say like Boston or something and everyone there is like Catholic and so we have oh wait have I seen this movie wait maybe yes I have yes I I think so has Matt Damon yes um and I won't say too much but does someone die don't they kill themselves no No. what that's dead poet society yeah good well hunting that's dead no but I have I have seen this there's like a trial. Do they do like a trial thing? No. <laughs> what the weird? I like that every time I'm. And you're so confident about it too. I'm, I'm like, wait, I've definitely seen this. Does a rich um, man uh, make a Jurassic Park? Is there a shark attack? I've definitely seen this movie. Um, um, no, that I, I feel like you would remember the iconic scene. Um, to quote no, a letter, I've seen this movie. I've seen this movie. Are we sure? <laughs> yeah, I've Googled. I watched it for a class. Yeah, there's like a. Tr- it's like the kids have like a trial about whether or not he actually did. Oh yeah, but not like sit. a trial. Not a trial, trial, but like a, yeah, tr- a trial. Yeah, trial. Cheated on a test, but the iconic scene and that why while you're mentioning the fucking trial when <laughs> Brendan Fraser and Matt Damon fight naked in a shower. <laughs> I do <laughs> not remember that. It's a trial. <laughs> listen I'm very law oriented I don't remember that part but I was like yep 12 angry catholic men yeah no and I to quote a letterbox review I saw it said must the film be good can it just be enough that there's a naked shower fight between Matt Damon and Brendan Fraser I think that's what makes it good you get to see bare ass which is exciting uh that might be Brendan Fraser's first bare ass. <laughs> but not his last. <laughs> with honors, I think is 1994. And that's, I think, maybe his second bare ass. If my trivia <laughs> is correct. Um, Brendan, we'd love to have you on the show. <laughs> um, 
And then I've also been watching, well, I finished, I binged all of Murderville. Have you seen Murderville? I texted you mm-hmm. about it. But, um, I still haven't seen it. It's really interesting where it's like Will Arnett mm-hmm. plays a detective and then you have celebrity guest stars who don't have the script. And so it's just really interesting to see them come through. Like you have Conan, uh, Camille Nanjiani, Annie Murphy. So it's a fun time. Do they do a good job or are like some definitely better than others? Some are definitely better than others. Some I feel like weren't fully explained what the premise is. (laughs) And so like they're not really, because I think the best ones are like when they're kind of like playing around and doing some like improv. Um, Marshawn something, football player. He was actually really good because he just like played around and like kind of just acted like everything was real. While other people, it was like, this is clearly a show I'm on. And I just need to guess who was the killer at the end. Mm. And so it was very much like, I need to listen to the clues oriented Mm -hmm. versus like, I'm going to have some fun. (laughs) So it was interesting. I mean, it's a very like low stakes, easy to binge, especially like in the background kind of thing, unless you want to find out, unless you like, you want to guess along Mm -hmm. with them who the murderer is, then you might want to pay closer attention. But it's like, yeah, it's pretty like low stakes. And there is like an actual like full storyline, which I wasn't expecting. Because mm. um, Will Arnett is trying to find out who killed his partner, uh, which is his partner, his old partner is represented by a picture of Jennifer Aniston. <laughs> represented. <laughs> it's kind of like a glass menagerie father always on the wall kind of situation so kind of beautiful <laughs> there's a lot of like who farting humor yeah isn't fully my thing but you know it is what it is <laughs> teach their own <laughs> well yeah yeah um but if you enjoyed our podcast you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Letterboxd, uh, YouTube, Facebook, Gmail, <laughs> Gmail. Yeah, actually, remake hot take. Gmail is remake hot take at gmail.com. If you would like to be on our show or if you have any suggestions for movies that you would like to see remade, um, you can follow me. At Maria Shores on Instagram, Twitter, Letterbox, and Brooke at wherever you tell <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't really need. You can find her. You can find her. Um, you can find and then we also run the catch up show on TikTok, Morton Third Productions on Instagram, Morton underscore third on twitter so yeah we've been a remake hot take thank you and good night